This episode of the Virtuous is brought to you by the Audi e-tron. The electric car has always raised questions. Can it contend with the elements? What's the range? With high-speed charging, long-range capabilities, and quattro all-wheel drive, the fully electric Audi e-tron could be the answer. Visit AudiUSA.com slash e-tron to learn more and stay informed. Hello, and welcome to the Virtuous, the flagship podcast of humanity. <laughs> It's an Apple Day. I'm feeling ex- I'm feeling myself expansive. This is the first podcast that has ever been released. That's what Finally. Apple. That was our whole vibe today. It doesn't matter if you are aware of other podcasts. Mm-hmm. This podcast is the first one. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm your friend Neli. I'm in San Francisco. Yeah, so am I. With Dieter, I'm your I'm your little buddy, like Gilligan. <laughs> I'm your Gilligan. Oh, that definitely makes me the skipper. <laughs> Paul. And the Vergecast is a flagship. It's perfect, y'all. Paul, are you the doctor? Most of what I know about Gilligan's Island comes from a uh, parody in VeggieTales. And Bob the Tomato is the captain. Larry would be the skipper. I don't know who. I'll be an asparagus. <laughs> You're an asparagus. <laughs> it's Apple Day here, a national holiday. For Verge listeners, yeah, I hope you took the day off work. <laughs> By the time you're listening to this, it will not be Apple Day anymore, but you should know we're recording this at the end of Apple Day, and therefore we are loopy. I am, yeah, I'm loopy. Yeah. All I've eaten today is energy bars, mm-hmm. and then one sandwich that I dropped. <laughs> Dieter got to the spaceship at like six in the morning. Seven. Uh, I got there slightly after that, and it's been a full day, and now it is seven o'clock at night here. So we've been... Thinking Going. about these phones or participating in Apple's phone party yeah. for a full 12 hours. Paul, how's your day been? Well, I uh, had a nice breakfast <laughs> and uh, I watched the Apple event uh, on an Apple TV in mm-hmm. my house. What was your vibe? Because VergeCast listeners know when we live log these things, we often don't really remember what happened very well. This is why I... I'm just going to spend this entire Vergecast apologizing. Screwed up a spec in the hands-on video of the iPhone XS. But, you know, I took a lot of photos, but, like, I didn't absorb it in the way that normal people absorb it. So I got back, and normal people were telling me, man, well, that was meh. Mm -hmm. Uh, What was your take on it, Paul? Well, I I feel like any Apple event that doesn't have a one-more-thing crazy surprise always feels like a terrible disappointment. So I was kind of trying to guard against that. I felt like it was, like, totally... Just straightforward and normal. It was just like a really tight ship. But then, like on on Twitter, you know, people are saying like, "Well, they they had to cut a bunch of stuff out of the the event, and 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 then there's an AirPod conspiracy, and it so they padded it for length." And I don't know. It felt it felt very straightforward. But when I was trying to describe it afterwards, it's like, "What happened?" Well, there's a bigger phone, and the phones are faster. Yeah. Yeah. That's what happened. So let's start with the conspiracy, because that's the true fun. And the I think most we can, fun, yeah. I think we can like lay it to rest. Can we? Yeah. Okay. I do. No. Um not, no. it's not fun at all. Well, first we're gonna talk about it as though it's real, but then we're gonna lay it to rest. Uh, okay. Do you understand? So here's the conspiracy. Apple announced the AirPower charging mat and said there was gonna be a new case for AirPods that was compatible with it. The AirPower charging mat, if you remember, is last year when they put out the iPhone 10 with wireless charging. They said air power is coming next year. And they showed all these videos of like, you come home, it's a big, it's like a, a, like a oval shaped wireless charging mat. You throw your AirPods down, your Apple watch, your phone, everything's charging. There's animations on the phone of like, 
the AirPods case spinning through space and land. It was very impressive. Yeah, and at at the same time that you do that, that is the air air power. Air power is the thing that would turn on multiple alarms on the HomePod. So we really wanted it. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can't ship multiple timers without wireless charging. By the way, that was announced today that multiple timers are coming to the HomePod. At the very end. They're like, oh yeah, the HomePod still exists. Multiple timers are coming. I don't usually clap at events. <laughs> and I gave them but one clap. So it's a year later. Yep. New iPhone event. Mm-hmm. Everyone's expecting air power will be announced. Mm-hmm. Here it is. Mm-hmm. The oval of your dreams. Yeah. Uh, there'll be the new AirPods. There's been rumors of AirPods too. Nothing. Less than nothing. They scrubbed the AirPower thing from their website. Yeah. You can still find a photo of it there apparently, but uh, apparently like the, the listing for it has gone. Yeah. It's just disappeared. Yeah. They don't want people to talk about it anymore. Mm-hmm. It never happened actually. Yeah. And they, they were like, I, was, I wasn't going to cost every single Apple person I talked to about this particular pad, I had other, other things to do, but like you could tell that like a bunch of stuff was organized such that like it wouldn't come up naturally. Yeah. Yeah. So here's the conspiracy theory. Yeah. And I thought this was a good joke from Apple. Mm-hmm. I appreciated this. Mm-hmm. Before the event starts, yes. it looks like Tim Cook has a DM fail yes. on Twitter. It's great. And he just tweets out, no, period. Is there somebody who can get it to me quickly? Yeah. Okay. And we all like, get Tim Cook what he needs. We're, locked, we're joking. DM fail. He doesn't have the phone. And the event starts with a video. Mission Impossible. The music. Mission Impossible theme. There's yep. like a young Apple staffer. She's got a, a, a like a Halliburton case. And she's running across the campus. She's jumping. She's flying. She falls down. It slides into an elevator. Kevin Lynch, the guy who runs the Apple Watch, is like, Beaming in and out, it's, it was silly. Yeah. The case is revealed to have the clicker. Yeah. And he, Tim Cook walks on stage Also, how is Apple not using an Apple product as a clicker? Well, I think they had to, they had to like, the clicker should be watches. Yeah. Anyhow. Okay. So this is all like a, a, a big joke. The DM fail fed into this thing. It was great. But in the course of this video, mm-hmm. she's running across the campus. Yeah. She says, hey, Siri. She does. And her AirPods respond. Yeah. But it's possible she may or may not have touched the watch before she said it. Unclear. Unclear. So everyone I, I just rewatched it. She does not touch the watch. Uh, you, you said she doesn't touch the watch. Okay. I so, mean, it's, it is tight on her face and shoulders, so you can't see her hands, but she's holding something in her arm. That's true. Right? And you can see that. So everyone says this video is made when AirPods 2 are coming, they support ambient, hey Siri, you, you understand it all. Yeah. So this is the evidence you have that it was cut. And it was cut because air power isn't ready. There's other evidence that is not as um, strong as that, such that like they they padded the thing out by having Lisa Jackson come on and talk about the environment, which, no, that's not fair. Apple yeah. actually does care about it, and Lisa Jackson does actually do incredibly good work there. And to say that like her, she was like the filler because they had to fill the time that was going to be spent by something else is like not something I believe. I think Apple would want to put her on stage to talk about their environmental efforts no matter what. Yeah. This is why I'm saying I think we can lay this to rest. I don't think we can lay this to rest at all. Wait, wait. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Just, I mean, 10,000 tons of tin. Awesome. Tin ore. Yeah. Not going to be mine. Great. Yeah. But I saw the video. She said, hey, Siri, to her AirPods. Huh. It's just taking a dark turn. Yeah. Our app is about to be removed from the App Store. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, I think that stuff. And then the other one was like, they spend so much time talking about how, f- how much faster the chip is. That's it's all an they S got. Year. It's an it's all they do it's in all, this year. That's all they got. Yeah. So 
I think the conspiracy is it's not ready and they scrubbed it from the website. Yeah. I do not think it is true that it was supposed to be in this event and at the last minute it was taken out. Right. It's not like it was ready at the last minute and and then like Johnny Ive was like, I don't what if it was a square? You know, like <laughs> <laughs> Right, like they haven't fit they they either know it works or it doesn't work. Right. And so like maybe the deadline the deadline wasn't yesterday. Right. They either knew they were gonna be able to ship it at volume yeah. or not. A while ago, yeah. So like that's Long what enough I think ago that they could rest. have edited the video to something. Well, okay. So I have a potential segue where we could actually start talking about the phone. So I do read your Twitter, Neli, and thank you, Paul. You retweeted John Gruber something about headphones and how there's going to be USB-C iPads and there's too many, too many different things to plug into too too many different things. And and you, you were like, well, there you know, there's a simple solution. And Apple has found the simple solution. The simple solution is put wide stereo speakers <laughs> on the iPhone, and we're just done with headphones. <laughs> it's all over. Oh, God. Uh, so let's, let's go into the phone. So I, I, look, I think the conspiracy theory about air power is fun. It was like the talk of the event here. Everyone was chatting about it. But they released stuff. Yeah. They didn't release mm-hmm. conspiracy theory. They released stuff. Real stuff. Real stuff. So let's, let's start with the 10s, the 10s Max. Yeah. The 10s. Max Patel. You know, her middle name is Saya, which means shadow. So I'm just going to go with that. Yeah. They're not going to steal mm. that one from me. Yeah. Well, they do really want to break into the Indian market. They're going to name it the next color. is going to be shadow black. Yeah. I'm, I'm doomed. Anyway, <laughs> uh, these are sort of the easier ones to talk about. Yeah. Uh, the, the 10R is, I think, a very complicated thing to talk about. Let's start with the 10S. All right. Uh, so, Paul, to your point about wide stereo, they made a huge deal about the speakers. I asked them about it. Here is the situation with the speakers on the 10S. Mm-hmm. The 10 had stereo speakers. Mm-hmm. And the way they accomplished that was like the regular speaker on the bottom, and then they were able to crank up the headset speaker to act as the left channel, or the right mm-hmm. channel, depending on how you're holding it, the other channel. Yeah. What they've done with the 10S is they've apparently matched the speakers. So they're, now they're like the same thing. So they're tonally matched. And because they're now totally matched, they're able to do some like sound expander algorithms to make it. I, b- I think they're basically just like, you know, like SRS audio on your old Creative Sound Blaster speakers. Yeah. I they click doing the checkbox that, that says yes. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, but we listened mm-hmm. to it at the event. Yep. They sound good. It's so loud. Like, yeah, it, did so- it didn't sound, it was not an order of magnitude better than the iPhone 10, from what I could tell. Wait, we're in like a loud Yeah, so it's hard to know. Um, but they spent a lot of time in the keynote on it, and I'm just going to say five syllables. Are you ready? Hmm. At the end of this, these five syllables, at the end You're of these five syllables, <laughs> you will understand my point. I hope implicitly, and I'm yeah. gonna, you're gonna have to, you have to guess my point after I say these five syllables. Are you ready? Okay. Who wants to go first on the guess, Paul or Neli? Paul. Paul. Okay. You ready, Paul? Yes. Here we go. H T C Sir Round. <laughs> Do you remember this phone? Oh, I reviewed this phone. I had to spend like three days of my life pretending this phone was my primary phone in New York City. <laughs> I look like wait, a wait, wait, you have to explain it to me. I mean, I remember HTC, the company. So HTC made a sometimes. Windows phone called the Surround. And back back then, uh, there were a lot of phones that were horizontal sliders. So you'd slide a keyboard out and you'd get a, a landscape keyboard on it, landscape slider. But the HTC Surround, it didn't slide out a keyboard. It slid out about a half an inch 
and yeah. revealed a speaker and then there was a kickstand. And yeah. the idea was you wouldn't need to buy a Bluetooth speaker because the HTC round would have you. Yeah. You'd be fine. You, it's all you'd need. When it's you the split only up the speaker, there was a button yes. that changed the, the, the timber of the sound. That button, I don't know if they had branded this by then, but later on, HTC uh, tried to make a big deal out of boom sound. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Okay, so your point is all audio is gimmickry. My point is that if a phone company spends more than 45 seconds talking about the speakers on their phone, that means that they don't want to talk about the other parts. <laughs> okay. 10S, <laughs> A12 Bionic chip. Yes, the A12 Bionic chip is Wait, a big I'm deal. Just, I'm just Fine. doing the specs. Run the specs. 10S. Yes. A12 Bionic chip. Yep. Slightly upgraded rear cameras. Yes. Uh, optical image stabilization on both the wide and the tele. Hooray! New, Deeper pixels. New pixels. New pixels. The pixels are deeper. God. Yeah. They we, no. They used to be three point one microns, and now they're three point five. Okay. I'm just telling you the information. I don't know what that means. They can collect more light in their little pixel buckets. <laughs> <laughs> That's facts. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Basically, the sensor is is better in low light. Yeah. Better low light video. Yeah. Better IP68. Yeah. Better, better water, water resistance. Yep. Dual mm. SIM, sort of. Well, so the dual SIM is actually super interesting. Yeah. So everywhere in the world, except for China, there's a regular SIM card. They will ship you the iPhone with a physical SIM card in it. Yep. If you buy it from a carrier. Yeah. But that's weird because they also have the eSIM. Yeah. Which you can configure to a lot of carriers. Yeah. Just like the iPad. So the iPad doesn't have a SIM card slot. It has an eSIM. The Apple Watch doesn't have a SIM iPad card. iPad also has a SIM card slot. They have both. It has both? Yeah. Wait. Can you guys clarify something for me? The way I imagined it when they were describing this is that I'd set it up with eSIM with my primary carrier no. and then just swap out physical SIMs when I'm traveling. It's actually more interesting than that. So first of all, Apple, good job not saying that you were the first to do this because the first mass market phone to do this with an eSIM plus a regular SIM was the Pixel 2. Okay. And you want two SIMs because you want to use them both, right? You want to have data on one and phone calls on the other. Or you want to switch between them or you got a work phone and a personal phone or whatever. Um, and so what normally you have to do is you have to pick one and then the other one goes away. It like becomes dormant on most phones and especially on the Pixel this happens. Uh, what Apple has done in iOS 12 apparently is they have allowed both SIMs to just be active and running and there all the time, which is really smart. And uh, it's great, but then they're also making a variant of it for China yeah. that has two SIM card slots yep. and no eSIM no e because China doesn't allow eSIM. Yeah. And so here's my thought. The Chinese government doesn't allow no, eSIM. No, right. Uh, how much must Apple want eSIM to happen that they went through the work of making two versions of the iPhone X that like, physically have to be different because of the SIM card slot? Or how much do they hate the idea of physical SIMs that they didn't make two versions and that the SIM card slot on the American, you know, rest of world iPhone XS could potentially fit two SIM card slots, but they're only letting you use one because you have to use the eSIM for the oh, other one. Oh, and it's like sealed off? Yeah. So people are just not drilling. They're going to like take an angle grinder to yeah, it right? cut it open. Yeah. Um, Either way, like Apple loves them some eSIM. They do love eSIM. The argument that I've heard is it is far more convenient. So if you have an iPad, right now you can have this experience with an iPad. Yeah. So I have an iPad with a cellular connection. It has an eSIM in it. I light it up on T-Mobile for like five days. Like I'm traveling. I just want to light this up. I light it up for five days. I pay the money. 
five days over. The contract's over. Yeah, it's kind of amazing. It's also kind of expensive. Like the they haven't gotten the support from carriers that I wish they did to to but get Eason going. Like th- that's the fact that, and then you can I can take that same thing. Don't have to change a SIM card or whatever. I can travel with it. Yeah, push the sell button. Whatever. Yeah. Now I'm over there and. You know, three in England is going to be my carrier. That's all. That's cool, right? I think what they what they're looking at with their eSIM implementation is not just two, because what's really cool is they can store multiple eSIM configurations, right? And you can have like fifty plans, right? And just software rotate each of them in. Yeah, but you only two can be active at once. Only which, by the way, is more than most phones. Most phones are only one. So good job. Yeah. yeah. So uh, look, that's really neat. Yeah. I do think that they're they're all in on eSIM. They would prefer to have two yeah. lit up eSIMs. Anyway, so you get the iPhone. It's got your SIM card in the box. Yep. You can light up the other M1 if you want. So dual SIM support. The display is the same. It's the, it, They said they did something to it. Um, I asked about this. Yeah. During the photos section, yeah. they said that they have 60% more dynamic range that they can then show on the display. Oh. So the, the, the camera can capture more dynamic range, which is then displayed on this display. Yeah. That's what they, Wait, again, this is what they so, told me in the hands-on. So that was super not clear watching the keynote, because I thought it meant, like, better HDR. Yeah. Like, when you're watching a movie, you're going to get better HDR because you have 60% more uh, something. Yeah. At least what I got from them in the in the hands-on when I asked about that specifically. So the screen is better. Well, it's we were really talking about the camera. Ah, uh, sneaky, sneaky. And they did this with another screen Do I need to be a couple of the YouTube video again? This is when you should do it. I did it again. So uh, they also they, they did a thing where they talked about the, the touch response is 120. So it's very, very responsive to touch. But they presented in such a way that it sounded like it was like actually refresh rate. And I knew it was fuzzy. And so I got to the hands-on and I was packed in, just packed in, waited forever and ever, reading the notes, trying to remember the keynote, furiously doing the stuff. And I knew not to say refresh rate because I knew that would imply promotion. And then I said it anyway. And the worst <laughs> part of this story, I just want everyone to know, I've made mistakes in hands-ons in the past. And I've been railed at by uh, YouTube commenters, and I've been railed at by people on Twitter. I've had people email me and DM me and blah, 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 and I will take it. Like, it was a mistake I made in the moment. I feel bad about it. I Give me a little bit of credit. It was a stressful situation, whatever. All of that is mortifying, but none of it is a tenth as mortifying as the fact that as I was doing that hands-on trying to give that VO, the person standing just to my right that you can't see out of frame is Marquez Brownlee. Whew. Just standing there watching me do my thing, waiting for his turn at the phone. That sucks. Yeah. I tweeted- a, uh, I screwed up a, a screen spec in front of Marquez Brownlee. Okay. I definitely tweeted photos of the phones today. Yeah. And then I tweeted a photo of Marquez. Uh-huh. And the photo of Marquez has like five times the likes of the photos of the phones. He's better looking than the phones. It's true. By the way, here's the line from Apple's website. Your HDR photos will have 60% greater dynamic range. So they're, Mm. they're able, I don't know. Okay. I don't. I don't know what to tell you. The screen is the same. The yeah. design is the same. How deep are the pixels on the screen? Are they, are the buckets. <laughs> a little, the light buckets got a little bit deeper. How, how deep are your eyes, light buckets? Oh. My eyes are deep like the ocean, Paul. <laughs> it's I, been I, such a long day. I could go swimming in those pixel <laughs> light buckets. We're done now. Uh, <laughs> But so here's the story. And then there's the iPhone XS Max. Wait, uh, there's one more thing I want to say with the XS uh, before we move on. And I'm losing it. I'm losing it. Oh, uh, this also applies to the Max. There is a 64 gig base model, Mm -hmm. which is pretty good. 
then two fifty six, and then the top tier is now five twelve. That's a lot. It's not a small amount of memory. Or There's no expandable. You can get more on a note. Yeah. But yeah. So five point eight inch iPhone ten S. Yep. The, the iPhone ten is discontinued. First time Apple has done this, I think. Yeah. Well Where first time old... uh, Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, they've usually just let the old phones linger. Yeah. I mean they're still selling the iPhone seven. Yeah. They may have killed like the iPhone two G pretty quick when the three G came out. Mm-hmm. I don't recall though. It doesn't matter. It's over now. Yeah. Moving on. So yeah, but the, uh, so yeah, the, so the, the 10s yeah. is the sort of the new 5.8 inch. Hilariously, it is now the small phone. Yeah, like the the 10R is huge, mm-hmm. and the 10s Max is even bigger. It's 6.5. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the 10R? We can't we we can't talk about the 10R. It's 6.1. Okay, and the, so the the 10s Max, same phone, bigger screen, 6.5 inches, 6.5 inches. Yes, Tw- uh, 2,688. By 1,242 pixels. Yes, and uh, Apple gets credit. I think this is the first time that the big phone and the small phone have had the same camera setup, the same exact camera stuff. Yep. Which is how it should be. And I think that's why they calling it Max instead of Plus. Yeah. I hate I'm naming my next baby Plus. <laughs> what a terrible <laughs> name for a child. I'm naming her Siri. We're going to have another kid. I'm going to no, name her Siri. Don't do that. And she's going to be good at answering questions. Okay, but like, here's a question, he says in his processor voice. What would you have wanted them to call the two phones? We're making fun of 10s and 10s Max or XS because it's successive and XS Max because there's just too many X sounds in there. Uh, but what would you have preferred? XS and XS Plus? 10. Go just do plus, screw it. Yeah. That's probably the right answer, right? Yeah. I, like, yeah. I, all I know is that their actual branding, iPhone 10 with the S in the box and then the word Max in regular letters after it, yeah. is a mess. Yeah. It just looks a mess. Yeah. Uh, it's the same with the R. Mm hmm. It's just messy. Well, and if there's no box and they have to write it out, it's actually a small cap S. And so uh, websites that want to put the name of the phone at a headline have to choose between doing two capital letters. So it technically matches Apple's branding of having two capital letters, but it looks different than it looks on Apple's website, which has a smaller S. And so some sites are going big X, little S. and It's a lot. Yeah. I will and say that their brand, the, of X. the brand of phones with a notch for Apple is iPhone 10. Yes. And then there's variants of the iPhone 10. In, so in next their year mind. there's going to be iPhone 10 2. It'll be the iPhone 10 2. No, I think they're going to go with iPhone 10s2. Good God! Or iPhone 10r2. No. Right, because they have the R line and the no. S line. Just yeah. stop. Just stop it. James Bear, my creative director, was like, "If Apple's going to go with these car-like names, they got it all backwards. The 10s is like the luxury model, but the 10r is like the zippy sport hatchback, <laughs> 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 like the Type R's." Look, there's just not a lot to say about the 10. I think this is the thing. Well, okay, 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 okay. People, people are here. You guys held the phone. Yeah. What's it feel like in the hand? Does it feel- The Max is- I, the, Does it feel good in the hand? The 10s Max is at once bigger and smaller than you think, right? So it's huge. It's the size of a Plus phone, but because of the screen-to-body ratio, it doesn't feel like a surfboard like the, the Plus phones felt like. Yeah. But it's still big. I agree. Like stretching your thumb across the keyboard is still like, oh, it's a big phone. Like it's a two-hander of a phone in a way that the the regular 10 is not. The keyboard might be slightly lower because I don't think the the size of the – the size of like the swipe up for home thing. Well, mm-hmm. no, but they still keep a bezel. I don't know. Whatever. Didn't spend long enough with it. But it, it feels better than I expected. But yeah. I was expecting the like of the, the plus phones. Yeah. The right? plus the plus phones were, are 
I mean, that entire generation of phones is some of the ugliest work Apple's ever yeah. done in phones. Then the other really just great, cool thing is that portrait mode in the camera now lets you adjust the depth of field after the fact. Yeah, no one has ever done that before. <laughs> 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 Apple announced a lot of things today by saying no one's ever done it before, and they definitely like like fudged the edges a lot. Yeah. Um, so Samsung definitely lets you like screw with the blur. It's not very good. Yep. You know, Apple's whole thing is they, they capture the depth. So on the 10s, mm -hmm. you've got depth from the two cameras on the back. You've got depth because of the true depth system on the front. It is really cool. Um, it creates what they call a segmentation map. Yeah. So it slices the image into depth planes. They're not the first to do that either, by the way. But just go with me on Other this people make... Okay. Who doesn't love a segmentation map? Just, uh, rage in the industry here. You can't walk two feet in Silicon Valley without people <laughs> talking about segmentation maps. <laughs> um, but Apple, when you adjust the, the depth of field slider, it blurs the segments at different rates. Uh, okay. So you slide it from F11 to F1.4 or whatever right, the lowest right, right. one is. And you, you can literally watch the far background get blurrier faster than like your shirt collar or whatever. Is right, closer. right. Huh. Uh, that's, it was just really neat. I've never seen anybody do That's that cool, before. That's cool, yeah. Uh, they say they've modeled it after full-frame cameras and 52-mil prime lenses. Okay. That's what they told me. Yeah. That's legitimately cool. The 10R can't do it um, because it doesn't have the it can't create the depth map with the either camera. Yeah. But can the iPhone? It seems like the iPhone 10 could do it. iPhone 10 cannot do it because the neural engine is not present in the iPhone 10. So the the size of the neural engine in the A12 Bionic is huge. It's like a bigger but there's percentage. there's an app on the App Store that does this. Sure. But what they told so, me. So, so the iPhone 10 maybe can't do it as fast as the 10s. I mean, it's just one of those things where they're like, it's not coming to the iPhone 10. If yeah. you take the photo on a 10s and send it to the iPhone 10, you can adjust it after the fact. What? But you cannot take the photo on the 10. And adjust it. This is what this is absolutely what they told me. My God. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, but they, they, it's all about the huh. neural engine. The neural engine, like it, it's now a seven nanometer chip, so the whole thing is smaller. They yeah, will yeah. pack more transistors into it. The, which, which, by the way, don't want to gloss over seven nanometer. No, I agree. That's a bit of a huge milestone, and it's been kind of a big stumbling block for a lot of companies. A lot of people are struggling to get to seven nanometer. I don't even know who manufactures Apple's chips, but that's uh, I think it's TSMC. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's TSMC too. Uh, and yeah, so there's seven nanometers, chip smaller, bigger GPU, neural engine. The neural engine in the iPhone 10 and the A11 Bionic does like 500 billion operations per second. <laughs> okay. The new one is okay. Uh, the new I, one does like six trillion. It's like the crazy. new one is does five trillion operations per second. But they also said that the neural engine is designed so that it can send tasks to the CPU and the GPU. So I'm I'm wondering if those are included in the five trillion. My sense of all of this is they think the neural engine is like the future of their processor chain, right? Like they know G, like CPU, GPU stuff is important, but where, they, where they're going with a lot of their AR stuff, with their core ML stuff, with their camera stuff, yeah. is they want the neural engine to be far more involved, far more often. So they're just giving mm. it more capacity on the chip. Yeah. And if I'm Google, I... I'm thinking I should be doing the same thing. They've got like a little chip that does the photo stuff on the Pixel. Yeah. But if they're going to be 
like if, if Qualcomm chips are going to be like the albatross hanging around their neck for a while, like let the rest of Android use that, and they should be pushing more and more stuff into the, the custom TPUs that they can make. Yeah, but, like they really need to, and they're going to be behind for a while in terms of this, this chip stuff until they do. So speaking of Google uh, and this camera, Vlad wrote a piece for us today that was like. Man, the iPhone camera idea sure sounds a lot like the Google Pixel camera idea. Yeah. Um, so I said it, I think, on the Vergecast last week. Apple like really needs to catch up to the Pixel 2 camera. Yep. Once again, they spent their entire event comparing the iPhone to DSLRs. Yep. That's that's where they want you to think. This is a DSLR quality photo. Mm-hmm. The answer is that they're still not. As far it, yeah. They still don't have the resolution. They Definitely, when it comes to dynamic range and color capture, they're doing cooler stuff. And especially the Smart HDR, they're doing stuff that no DSLR can do. Yeah. But just in terms of like pure resolution and, and low-light performance, an RX100 will do better. Mm-hmm. It's just like plain to see. But they do not compare it against a Pixel 2, right? right. They never talk about other smartphones. And I think part of the reason is other smartphones are beating the iPhone 10 camera. Now they're doing this computational photography thing where they take four frames automatically. Just They're constantly capturing four frames. Yep. They capture a long frame, a short frame, a long frame, a short frame. Then when you hit the shutter button, it decides if there's motion on, like there's motion happening. It will pick the, either the long frame or the short frame and then start merging information back into it. That's pretty neat. Yeah. It's very much what Google is doing. It's very, very close. Yeah. Like they're they're basically like they're in the same, I don't know, ballpark. They're in the same pixel bucket. <laughs> well, it's deeper uh, adjacent now. Pixel they can bucket. both they're fit. Adjacent pixel they buckets. can both fit because yeah. it's four oh microns bigger. Oh my God. So that's the 10S. I, I don't know what else to tell you. Yeah. We talked about it at length because you get to lace in all the other stuff. Oh, it's like, like the phone. It's the one, right? It's the top of the line. Johnny Ive said it's uncompromising. Yes, he did. Which surely implies the 10R is compromised. <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you, but it's Wait, the most expensive phone. Yeah. It's got the OLED screen. It's got 3D touch. It's got all the camera stuff they can throw at it. And now it's time for an ad so that we can tell you about the 10R. Okay. Have you ever wished your commute would be easier? Mythbuster Carrie Byron finds out how in an advertiser segment brought to you by Audi. Hello, my name is Carrie Byron. I'm a former Mythbuster and seeker of truth. So I'm always very curious about new technology. Today, I'm going to talk to Sven Thiessen, who claims his life is changed for the better after purchasing an electric vehicle. Sven, you're a self-proclaimed EV evangelist. What is that exactly? I feel like I've got this wonderful gift that I want to give the world, and that's driving electric. So why am I so keen on driving electric? One, it's way more convenient. I don't have to go to gas stations anymore. Two, I have zero tailpipes, no tailpipes. All right, Sven, so what's the maintenance like on one of those electric vehicles? It's pretty much windshield wipers and windshield fluid. If you look at the number of parts, there's on the order of a couple thousand moving parts on a gasoline car. And on an EV, there's on the order of less than 100. So which one is going to break down first? How many EV converts do you think you're responsible for? Well, I'm famous for grabbing the guy with a muscle car parked beside our EV and made him drive our EV around the block. (laughs) And he said, an EV is so in my future because he loved the instantaneous torque and the way it handled. Well, there it is. I've seen the light. To learn more about going electric with Audi, check out AudiUSA.com slash e-tron. That's AudiUSA.com slash e-t-r-o-n. 
Uh, iPhone XR. The zippy little sports car version. <laughs> the Civic of iPhones. Uh, uh, this yeah. thing looks really weird. That's my first take on it. When you yeah. hold it in your hands, it looks like they married an iPhone 8 mm-hmm. to an iPhone 10. Mm-hmm. Or an 8 Plus to an iPhone 10. Mm-hmm. So the, the band is aluminum. The back is glass. It's got the single camera. From the back, you would think it's an iPhone 8 Plus. Yeah. You flip it over, and it's got the edge-to-edge LCD. Except the... Are the bezels bigger? The bezels are bigger. The bezels are bigger. So here is my theory. This is this is pure unsubstantiated conspiracy stuff. This is mm-hmm. this is the spicy conspiracy that gets me deplatformed. Okay, you ready for this? Uh, Always. <laughs> so every other phone that tries to go edge to edge ends up with a chin. Uh huh. Right, because they need to stick the display controller somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Android phones, LCDs that are edge to edge and with a notch, they still have a chin because Apple with the OLED display was able to curve the display under the, the bottom of the phone and mount the, the controller under the display. Mm-hmm. Android phones have not been able to do this because you can't curve an LCD in that way. Controller sits at the bottom of the phone. There you go. Yeah. How does Apple solve this with their LCD on the iPhone XR? They just make the bezels bigger all the way around, thus obviating the visual appearance of the chin. So they've tucked all the display controller into a thicker bezel at the bottom and just made the bezels bigger all the way around. Okay. This is my theory. Sure. Convince me I'm wrong. Isn't that what the people do? <laughs> There's not a ton of space <laughs> Change my mind. There's not a ton of space down there, though. There's not. I think they've done some other wacky stuff. I think, yeah. they, I think the reason there's no 3D touch on this phone is related to the fact that they had to make this display work. I shape. choose to believe that the reason there's no 3D touch on this phone is because the product manager, who's ever actually in charge of creating this phone, is the person at Apple, like, you know what, 3D touch is bullshit and I'm not putting it in. <laughs> Just refuse. Yeah, her, ma- her name guys, is Amanda and she knows the truth. Hap- haptic click to me, is that what it's called? Oh, it's just a long press that makes the phone vibrate. Yeah, right? it's still got the Taptic engine. So if you do a long press, it goes... It's dumb. Super dumb. Yeah, that's it's a, it's ha, my new band have to click. I don't mm. know if you heard of it. It's kind of like a math so, rock shoegaze thing. So it's like with a touchscreen when you touch a touchscreen, but also there's a vibration. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So when you long press to let you know that there's you've, no pressure sensitivity, correct. zero pressure sensitivity. You can squeeze on this thing until the cows come home, but sometime before that time, you will have squeezed long enough and it will click at you. It's just letting you know mm. you've held it down long enough. Right. That's what's happening here. I don't think anyone I don't think anyone in the target market of this phone gives one shit about three D touch. I don't think anyone in the target market of any phone gives any shits about three D touch. No, everybody who has it is like, I love the keyboard thing. Like we're not having this argument. Everybody loves the keyboard. You're wrong. All right. Well, you can just walk the streets of San Francisco waiting for someone to talk to you about segmentation <laughs> layers and 3D touch on keyboards. Can I just say one thing about 3D touch? If you put a long list, like a quiz, like a personality quiz, and it listed all the different features on the iPhone that either use long press or 3D touch, and you ask me to tell you which ones are long press and which ones are 3D touch, I would get a nice even 50% <laughs> correct. Yeah. Right? That's right. Yeah. So here's the thing about the 10R. It comes in all these colors. Ah, the colors are dope. The colors are amazing. The the coral, the orange, yeah. is great. And I thought it would be my favorite because I stand for orange phones. Mm-hmm. I once color weared uh, iPhone five orange, not yeah. color weared, but like actually got it reanodized in orange. Uh, and I was wow. very excited for it. Then I saw the yellow, 
and it is so good. Oh, the yellow is horrible. Oh, it's so good. The orange is way better. I mean, it's not as good as like classic Nokia Windows Phone yeah. yellows, but like it's a pretty good it's yellow. It's not a bright yellow. It's like, yeah. These are all kind of muted colors, yeah. but they're still vibrant. Yeah. I don't like the gold iPhone XS, by the way. We didn't talk about the gold option, but whatever. Apple loves it. I know they do. Apple had people just like hid, I don't hidden like... in bushes at the event to pop out and be like, have you seen the gold one? I don't like the gold watches. <laughs> I don't like the gold phone. Anyway, I love the orange uh, R. but I just did, well, I didn't want you to just... I'm, okay. The Glance colors are the beautiful. Colors. We have to talk about the colors. The They're colors beautiful. are beautiful. So it comes in colors. Yes. I think that's going to be attractive to people. Mm-hmm. It's 750 bucks. Yeah. Too expensive. It has an edge-to-edge it's screen. Too expensive. So it's got a bigger screen than, than your iPhone 7 or 6S yeah. or whatever you have now. It's huge. This is the phone people are going to buy. So really, mm. here's how I want you to think about it. Here's how I'm thinking about it. This is your headline. The iPhone, well, the de- it's the default yeah. iPhone. But no, there's the iPhone XR. Yeah. And then for just... $250 more, you can add a camera and 3D touch and a nicer screen. Oh. It's got the same processor. It's got the A12 Bionic. But so it they, has a single camera on the on the back and the same true depth on the front. So you think they've normalized their product line in some way here? Yeah. I, it, I think, again, when Johnny Ive says the iPhone XS is uncompromised or utterly uncompromising or whatever whatever mm-hmm. he says, what they mean is that's the best phone they can build. Yeah. Absolutely, this is the best phone we can build. This is all we got. Yeah, we'll try again next year, but this is all we can do this year at this scale. And also, there's a big one now. Yeah, I think the 10R, just by definition, must be if that one's the uncompromising one. Yeah. this is compromised in some way. And I think the compromises are: we know people want big screens. It's OLED screens are really expensive and made by Samsung. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go back to our LCD suppliers, bring down the price. The LCD that's going to change the design of the phone in some way. Yeah, but it turns out. Not everybody really wants two cameras. And we can fake portrait mode because of the neural engine anyway. Yeah. So you can fake portrait mode now in the same way that the Pixel can fake fake portrait mode. Yeah. And it's great. It'll be a great phone for everybody who has an iPhone 6S and is held on to it. It'll yeah, be a great phone for everybody who has an iPhone 7 and is every, held on to all, it. All those, a lot of those people don't want a big-ass phone. Like, they, they end of life the iPhone SE. No, I think I think people, more people, a lot of people who think they don't want a huge phone do want a huge phone. They just want to admit it. And if you tell them that, they get very mad at you. But, like, it's the truth. You want a big phone. Um there are a lot of people who just know they want a big phone and will get it, but I think there is there is a hole where there are a bunch of customers that like are still using the SE, right? That's still and still thought the six was too big. That aren't convinced that even the 10s is like the right size or the 10 is the right size. Well, and the eight's still on sale. Yeah, right. I, mean, I think the iPhone eight is not like the smallest phone in the lineup. Yeah, so like it's still there, but I think the 10R to me is it's first of all it's the most interesting to me because it's the new product. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. the newest thing they made, right? The 10S is the right. same design. The 8 is still there. The 10R is 100% the new product. It's the new design of a product. It's yeah. really interesting for a variety of reasons. But what it mostly is notable for is what it doesn't have that the 10S has. But I think the way to think about it is the opposite, which is this is Apple's main phone, and the 10S is like their 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 supercar phone. I, I got to mm-hmm. say, it... it, it it really feels like that to me. I felt with the iPhone 8, like, oh, here's our phone for poor people. And I'll oh, check out this new one for rich people. But now you can get a phone of the tin ilk uh, that seems to operate and look like a tin phone in every, every sense that you might want it to. And then an enthusiast can pay more for a small phone or pay more for a huge phone 
with a slightly better camera. Yeah, I'll I think be, everybody I'll be very to the interested to see. Is probably interested in the 10s. Yeah, so I'll like, be very I, interested to see if this plays out because I see I have seen way more iPhone 10s than I ever expected to, and maybe there's still more eights, but I can't tell because they look just like sevens and they, sevens just look like sixes, and so I just see that model and I just assume it's one of those. Yeah, um, way more people sprung for the iPhone 10. Than I expected, and maybe my expectations were off because there was like all these rumors about short supply, and there really was short supply for a while until they resolved it, and they resolved it really quickly. Fine, maybe it just be, was more available than I thought it would be, but I think that more people, at least in America, are going to spring for the 10s if they can than they than will. But honestly, I have a 10. I I am super unconvinced that I should upgrade. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that anyone should upgrade from a 10. Yeah. Unless all you're really going to get is... A neural engine, a bigger neural engine, <laughs> bigger, a galaxy brain. A, yeah, you're going to be able to edit your photo, whatever. If you're apps, spend, are, apps launch three times faster. If you're going to spend faster, another $1,100 because you want better... It's 30%. 30%. Boca on your phones, you should buy an RX100 Mark VI. Yeah. I'm like kind of like, that's where you're at, right? Like, yeah. If that's the thing that's going to make you spend $1,100 for the... 10s max then neil is trolling me right now because he knows that i broke I know my tier just bought one. I, bro- I broke my rx mark 4 I, I didn't treat it i didn't treat it good and so the the oh. the, the front of it uh, got dented and that meant that the lens fins couldn't Ooh. open and close and i needed a i thought i needed a camera i ended up using a canon for the hands-ons but i was like i need a camera i like i have to have i have to own a camera so and i have to own a camera that i know how to use and I have to own a camera that uh, I can get right now before uh, the Apple event. So I went to Best Buy, and I was like, well, I'm, I'm buying this $1,200 camera. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I shouldn't have done that because it's expensive. But I'm probably going to keep it. I don't think that we've talked enough about the 10R's display. Yeah. By the way, you should keep that camera. Everyone should have that camera. Yeah. Let's let's get into the, the display. So can you explain anti-aliasing corners? Okay, well, let's start Ooh. at the beginning. First of all, Apple is referring to this as the liquid retina display. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why? Because first what you do is Because you... it's full of pixel buckets that are full of liquid. <laughs> sloshing around in there. It's the liquid retina display. liquid crystal. As you know, uh, in addition to liquid retina, uh-huh. uh, there's solid retina and solidus retina. And there are the three clone brothers of Big Boss. Never mind. That's a metal choice. <laughs> God. That's straight metal gear. Oh my God. Liquid retina. I don't think they've just cut the display. I don't think they can just cut the display the way that you can just like cut the display. Like uh, LC displays. Counterpoint. Essential phone. Because it has a little. But yeah. I think they do the anti aliasing too. Okay. Right. So if I took some macro photos of this thing, mm-hmm. and you can definitely see around the curve. They're lighting up some pixels a little less brightly. Okay. I think that's all that means. Because you have to cut it on the pixel. Yeah. So to make it look like the curve, they're anti-aliasing that, oh, okay. that sort of jagged sure. edge. Yeah. It's neat. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's neat. It looks totally fine in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you are like me and you immediately see a new screen and stick a macro lens on it, uh, you will see it, which is cool. The corners are rounded. Uh, same retina resolution is sort of the... You see it? Dieter's looking at my fi- picture. I see it. Yeah, it's there. 326 pixels per inch. It's just a nice display. 
It's a nice big same, same resolution as like the seven and the eight, right? E- no. Same PPI is the seven. Oh, sorry, yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. Uh, it's 1792 by 828 resolution. So yeah. it's obviously a bigger display. It's but a lot lower than the yeah, X. A lot lower than the X. It's basically a 720p display. Yeah. The bezels on this phone, though. I, I know we're trying to talk about display, not the bezels, but the bezels on this phone scream put a case on me right now. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, it has obviously True Tone. Yeah. Great. But that's not obvious. Like they could have saved a bunch of money. Right. I th- so my expectation was that they would make this the cheap phone. Yeah. But like really, this is an iPhone eight upgraded. Yeah. Apple like does not make cheap phones. Like full stop. Yeah. They like sh- we are like every year like maybe this will be the year they make a cheap phone. I thought this will be okay. the year they make the big cheap phone. Nope. Apple just will not ever make a cheap phone. That you want a cheap phone by last year's model, unless it's the iPhone ten because that's so. What it is not, however, is an HDR display. Yeah. It does not. I think have the same color gamut as the OLEDs. So like there, you can tell the difference in person immediately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Im- without question, in person immediately. But if you're the sort of person who's been looking at an iPhone LCD this whole time, you're good. Yeah, Paul, you needed an upgrade, right? Yeah, I, I'm going to wait for the Google event to decide. Okay. I I could not imagine myself in a phone larger than the, the 10s. So if I get a phone, it would be the 10s. Got it. But yeah, I just, I'm still, to be honest, I'm still unsettled about getting a $1,000 phone. But I also am really don't want a phone larger, a larger phone. Like I would be completely... 100% on board with the the 10R if it was smaller. Yeah. Yeah. But I understand that like a lot of people like that would be a negative for them. So I under, I'm not saying it's irrational of Apple to make it a larger phone. I'm just saying for me personally, I want a smaller phone. So I'm going to see what Google's going to do. I mean, I'm I'm probably not going to get blown away. I, I I have this kind of unsettled feeling where like I want somebody to disrupt Apple Apple, but it, they just they're doing a really good job at making it difficult to disrupt Apple. Yeah. Especially processor-wise, they're just so powerful. Yeah. And they make pretty phones that are easy to use, and my family's on iMessage. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> between all those things, like, I, I'm guessing I'm probably going to end up with a, an iPhone before December. But yeah. we'll see. We'll see what Google Do you announces. buy your phones outright, or are you on one of the plans? I typically get like a loan from the carrier. That's how it kind of works with T-Mobile. Okay. Because what Dieter was saying was I'm surprised about iPhone 10s. Like if you're on AT&T Edge or Next or whatever T-Mobile's, like if you're paying back that loan over time mm-hmm. and you're like on the upgrade cycle and you're basically leasing the phone, the dollar amount difference between $800 and $1,000 over two years is like you're paying 5 or $6 more depending on the length the length of the plan you have and i think most people are just like yeah give me the give me the good one i agree but that's also in a sense semi irrational thinking oh it's it insane is, upside down thinking yeah yeah right it's 250 dollars, and maybe you could do something cool with 200 buy new hubcaps or something i don't know like well, hub, hub, 250 dollars is 250 dollars is real money I'm trying to get myself into that mindset, but I find it difficult because I agree it's a couple more dollars a month. I just want to come back to hubcaps. Let's, yeah, let's be real. Mm-hmm. So are you are you looking for some spinners, Paul? Like, what are you? <laughs> well, uh, people might not know this, but I'm living in the suburbs now, yeah. and so I might have to buy a car. Ooh. Oh, if you know what Paul, what car Paul should buy, tweet at Future Paul. Just, I don't want you to make an argument. I just want you to tweet the name of a car at Paul. Yeah. <laughs> just, 
And then we'll round it up, and whatever whatever car name is most popular, Paul will have to buy that car. Here's the thing. I love driving cars. Yeah. Especially in, like, low-density areas. I don't even mind looking at cars, but I hate owning a car. Yeah. So... So, anyways, that's why. That's your criteria. <laughs> it's, it's just you've heard what Paul wants, mm-hmm. and now I think what you should do is open the Twitter app on your phone, <laughs> type at Future Paul, and then just with no. Um, um, this is an instruction. No argument. No justification. Just the name of a car, mm. and then Paul will buy that car depending on whichever <laughs> one gets the list. It's very likely to be. Honest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Paul. Uh huh. It's, it's we'll transition off the 10R. We're gonna talk about the watch, but first. Every okay. week, my friend. Yeah. You do a segment. He's a cucumber oh. this week. No, he's an asparagus this week. He's not your friend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the asparagus is typically a condescending vegetable. Uh, <laughs> this week, <laughs> just like every week, is a little segment I call Eastgate's Arms Race. Ooh. We have a war in the hilariously looking hoverboards for individual feet. Market space between uh, Segway and the creator of Hoverboard. So the creator of Hoverboard is uh, working on. Wait, where is the name of them? I lost them. Hover Wheel. <laughs> Hover Wheel. It was so obvious. I thought I'd remember, so I didn't write it down. Hover Wheel works like a pair of e skates, which each foot sitting on top of a self balancing wheel. So Segway is doing this the like four hundred dollar drift W one, um, yeah. And so now there's some competition. There's like a bit of a patent war. It's very exciting. Which ones are better? I have no. Which idea. ones are uh, which ones are more likely to kill me? Yeah. Well, so the the because see the hoverboard got like a lot of knockoffs, right? Right. And those are the ones that blow blew up, you know. So I'm guessing you know this hover wheel will be a quality product okay it's i mean it's basically to be honest it's sort of like the 21st century healy yeah is how i'm thinking of it you're gonna just look a little off but if you can like if you're, you're you're not gonna look like a regular pedestrian or a regular cyclist or rollerblader or something you're gonna have your own look but you're gonna be kind of cruising along on your two hover wheels and i think it's gonna be pretty cool do you think the people who invented the Razor scooter in like the early 2000s are looking at bird and lime and, and they're just like seething? Like this could have been I us, mean, man. what about what's his name? Camel, Dean Camel, the inventor Dean of the Segway. He invented the Segway? Yeah, he must be seething. I when I landed in San Francisco here, mm-hmm. I was like walking out of the airport and a cop on a Segway just came flying by. Like wow. Like like aggressively fast. Like people stopped to like and just gaze at how fast this man of the law was moving on his weird <laughs> alien contraption. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the watch. The watch is my favorite thing from yeah, the event. It's beautiful. Yeah. Okay, so uh, they introduced two new sizes. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is Series 4. So now it comes in 40 and 44. So if you wanted the... Millimeters. Thir- yeah, millimeters. If you, wanted, if you had the 38 before, you might be a little bit worried, but... I don't know. I've got, uh, I, I saw the 44. I looked at both sizes. I've got the 42 now, the slightly bigger one now, the Series 3. The 44 does not look that much bigger to me. Like, really? It, 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 you, like you really look, you can kind of see, but it really doesn't look that much bigger. But the screen is amazing. Yeah. They say it's 30% bigger, uh, and that's like, eh, whatever. But like you look at, I'm looking at my very expensive Series 3 Apple Watch right now, and like, I'm giving it the middle finger with my other hand because the screen I, looks cramped and square and dumb compared to the beautiful 
almost edge to edge curved edges display on the series four. It is so good. I saw your side by side photo in the hands on. Yeah. It it looked like you were comparing an Apple Watch with like a like a like a knockoff that you can buy like at a yeah. drug store. Yeah. Like a like a fake Apple Watch. Yeah. And, and, and like I specifically chose like the photo uh, watch face so that I could you could see the size of the screen and the corners. Typically, I use mm. a black you know background watch face so you don't really see the full like limits of the screen, and so it hasn't been a problem. But yeah, like the the screen is amazing. Um, you know, standard stuff, GPS. You can pay more to get the LTE option. It has a more accurate accelerometer and something something um more gyroscope and that allow it they take less battery but they ping more often which means that they're able to do the fall detection so if you like fall it'll be like hey you you okay are you are you cool (laughs) you're like yeah no i'm cool or you could if you don't answer then it like calls somebody yeah um which is like the one thing that as like a human person who is good you can do if you see somebody fall on the street you like you you be the one to go and be like, hey, are you okay? Yeah. Right. Like mm-hmm. that is like, not everybody does it, but when you do it, you're like, you're a good person. And now the Apple Watch is taking that away from us. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Can we talk about fall detection a little bit more? Yeah. yeah. Apple made it clear that they spent a lot of time collecting the data yes. to make this an accurate yeah. uh, reading of falls. They presented the greatest we, slide in Apple history. We all know how Apple. Test products. I did, it's a I blank, empty room with like one wooden table in it. <laughs> so did Apple put people in a room and just wait for them to fall over? <laughs> How did it gather this data? The greatest slide in Apple video? history is the types of fall slide. Yeah, it's that in our was live good. Blog. Yeah, right. You're in. Uh, yeah, yeah. It is like stick figures with air, like fluorescent green arrows that are like a slip and the arrow's like pointed that way and the little stick figure is like ah yeah and then it's like a trip and the arrow's pointed the other way the stick figure is like ah and it's mm. all about how fast you're moving in which direction yeah paul i agree with you i was by the way my my second favorite I, you're right that's probably the best but my second favorite from today at least was them like throwing beer at a phone yeah. and like having a bunch of drunk uh, people oh, they and thought it was, that was all sepia toned anyway they thought that was very cute yeah. um so here's what i would say about fall detection in general Joanna Stern tweeted this. The Apple Watch is the marketing for it this time around is far less beautiful young people exercising yeah. and far more like normal people doing ECGs and fall detection. Yeah. And they're targeting it towards older folks. Yep, for sure. Um, I talked to a very smart analyst named Avi Greengart, yep. who is a friend of The Verge, been around, we've known him for years. He's like, look, I got all these clients who are big enterprise companies. They got guys out in the field, you know, on top of towers and oil rigs, whatever. And they have to wear fall detection devices or they have huge Android phones that have fall detectors built into them because they need to know when they're people out working and all they're just going to buy Apple Watches by the bucket load. Yeah. Because it's this is simpler, it's smaller, and he's like, the elderly market, mm-hmm. they need fall detectors. They don't want to wear the big pendant necklace that screams, I'm old and may fall. Yeah. So now they can just mm-hmm. like put it in their Apple Watch. Insurance companies are getting this out. That, to me, is... Both, I thought both of those uh, uh, like analyses of the situation are really smart. And what it what came home to me was, Apple said the watch is for three things, and every year they narrow they like narrow the focus of the watch. Yeah. So like if you remember in 2014 when the watch came out, it was like all things to all people it, at all times. They just didn't know what it was for. Yeah. And they threw a bunch of shit at the wall. You could like draw on it. You could like send your heartbeat to something. Like it was crazy. Yeah. 
and they they're slowly narrowing it. Mm-hmm. So this year they said it's for communication. Mm-hmm. They said it's for fitness, mm-hmm. and they said it's for health. Yep. And the idea of health and fitness being different things. Yep. That have different ideas, different focus, different markets. I don't think is how anybody has traditionally thought of them. But if you look at, we're going to monitor your heart rate to make sure you're not going to AFib. We're going to make sure you don't fall down. And if you do, we're going to call emergency services. That is for like unhealthy people. Yeah. Right? Like in a very serious way. And then there's like the fitness stuff where it's like, I'm swimming as fast as I can yeah. and the Apple Watch is helping me out. Well, and like the... Uh they're actually, I think they're slowly separating the activity rings from the fitness thing. Like the, the, they're, they're trying to make that be a thing that gets me off the couch, not a thing that makes a marathon runner run a slightly yeah. faster marathon. So I, I just think it's super interesting yeah. where they're going with the watch in general along, along these two seemingly related but increasingly divergent paths. Yeah. But yeah. It's like, if, well, okay, because so it's pretty, the, it's the one I want. Yeah, we should run through some other stuff here. So it has the new S4 dual core processor. It has the W3 <laughs> Apple wireless chip, mm-hmm. which is like, oh, 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 because the W2 and the W1 were like very fancy Bluetooth proprietary. Says, so what, what's the W3? They like buried it on like the spec page when you check out. Um, turns out it's just the W2 with Bluetooth 5.0. Yeah. So. End of that story. Uh, the ECG thing, EKG, whatever, is cool. Uh, it won't be ready at launch. Can I say, that was my standout from the whole show oh, yeah? as far as like when I got like tingles. was just that they were d- making a device. Well, they they claim it's like the first ever consumer available over-the-counter. Yeah. Like, this is a, another ECG Apple device. fudges it around the, around the edges. Yeah. So there's like another consumer ECG band called the Cardia Band. But you need a, you need to go ask your doctor to give it to you. Uh, this okay. is this is over the counter FDA approved. Still, I I to me I think why that's exciting is it feels like one step closer to tricorder, right? Yeah, it's like one step closer to a magical device that it didn't get any bigger. It didn't get. It, in fact, it got smaller. But now it can sense more things about you. No, it got yeah, thinner. Like, it didn't get smaller. It got slightly thinner. It got slightly thinner, but it got bigger. Yeah. But so the battery is about mm, the same size. The volume is bigger. Yeah. Uh. So they did a bunch of actually relatively interesting things. So it's now, uh, you know, basically steel across the line. Uh, you're not going to be able to get the The addition is gone. The addition is gone. They all, you know, ion glass on the top. They made the underside of it ceramic uh, so that it was invisible or it's in, it transparent to radio waves. Mm-hmm. So radio waves can pass through the bottom of the watch as well as the top. Um, not through your wrist, but like out. Yeah. Or whatever. They added haptic feedback uh, to the watch itself, and wherever the little haptic thingamajig is, is relatively close to where the crown is. When you put it on and you twist it, you can the feel it, the crown. When you, fe- you feel the haptic feedback like a little bit on your finger, even though it's not actually vibrating the crown itself, it's very good haptic feedback. I was really impressed yeah. with it. Um, f- funny fact. Uh, so, you know, you push the button and you get the, what do we call this? The, the app honeycomb. launcher. The honeycomb. No, the dots, the like... The, tri- yeah, the, the honeycomb launcher. The, it's terrible. But so that's what it is. You, there's a setting in WatchOS 5 where you can get the list. Yeah. Just a vertical list. I think it might be in 4.2. I don't know. You can get a vertical list of your apps instead of the honeycomb. They had every single Apple Watch at the hands-on event set to that. Yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah. Yeah. They, I'm telling you, they what mm. they have done with the watch is remarkable. And there's all the people who are like, the watch became a business. Who would have thought Apple always gets it right? And I'm kind of like, the first watch was not good. Yeah. Like, it, it wasn't great. I mean, they put it out and they refined it, and now they're on the fourth generation. But they have completely 
rebooted that software experience. Yep. It is a totally different product. And it's too, okay, I do not like watchOS. He said it. Uh, it is too goddamn colorful. It is too goddamn bubbly. There's just, it's just, it's a little bit too, uh, I don't even know what to compare it to, but it's a little bit too colorful and bubbly and play school and something. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. Like I can't. I was going to say Fisher Price. Fisher Price. It's a little something like that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they're like, look, we, we have new watch faces where you can like fit 50,000 complications on it. And it's like, okay. Sure, I guess that's cool. Did you make one that doesn't look god awful? <laughs> because they're just it's like phantasmagoric all of these colors and just like everything is a different color and they all have gradients from one color to another color and you don't yeah. know why and maybe you can figure it out and who knows and like that if you just want a plain, simple, staid boring, Lutheran, Minnesotan, <laughs> white bread watch face that doesn't have a lot of colors on it, but still has a couple complications that is increasingly mm. not available to you on the Apple Watch. Well, they've got the regular sort of... No, they don't do this. I think it looks fine. It looks either. terrible. I, I really want an Apple Watch. I just can't wear... I guess, I mean, I wear the Beats X around my neck a lot, but they are headphones, but... I feel there's something I have some sort of block where I can't put an Apple product on my wrist. Like I feel like right. it's just like it's like Mark of the Beast. I'm just like signed up. Like here I am, an ice sheep. I, I yeah. also can't get the the AirPods for that same reason. I just can't. I can't fully identify as as much of an Apple person as I have been my whole life. I just can't shout it from the rooftops like that. I'm um I'm still mad that they don't give you an ambient display option. You have yeah. to lift your wrist and like, look at it. It feels like it's a little bit faster. It does feel like it's a little bit faster. So, uh, they said up to two times faster. To show you the time? That's an incredible no, they said stat. it would be up to two times faster. To display the time when you lift your wrist. Or just in general. Oh, I, think I thought it was just, just in general. general. Yeah. We're talking about the lift your wrist, it shows you the time. Yeah. It does appear uh, to be a little bit faster. But to your point about complications, I'm just looking at our photos. Here are the complications that Apple put on the screen as a default. Yeah. A 15-minute timer. That is bright orange. <sighs> just in case you just at any moment. As bright ass orange. You want to just run to that as fast why, as you can. Why is it bright uh, ass orange? A temperature, yep. which is great, but mm -hmm. the temperature is to display 74 degrees. Mm -hmm. And then under it, there's a bar mm -hmm. that goes from 55 degrees, which is green, to 75 degrees, which is orange. Why is it green instead of blue? Cold the, blue is Okay. And then there's a, a circle that indicates where 74 degrees is on that scale yep. in, inside of the bar. Mm -hmm. I assume that's high and low. Yeah, it's high and low and where you are in the high and low. Sure. Yeah. Fine. Then there's, uh, it's just obviously displaying San Francisco time, so it is displaying New York time, and then it tells you in orange how many hours ahead that is. Mm -hmm. Great. And then there's a UV indicator, which is at 7.0, and the UV indicator, the bar goes from green gradients into purple, mm -hmm. which, as everyone knows, are the classic colors Roy G. Biv, and you need to understand. I what? Yeah, I don't like. I really don't. It's understand. Like some of these indicators make no sense. And then yep. obviously they have a music control uh, globe, uh, the calendar date, and your rings, and yeah. then the clock. That's a lot of default indicators. Some of which mean nothing to anyone. Yep. The 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 new watch faces that have motion are kind of cool. There's like oh vapor. There's, there's vapor for vapors. Yeah. That's what I choose for to all, believe. For all the jewel kids. <laughs> for all there. the jewel kids. Uh, there's a liquid metal one. There's a fire one. True story. Those are just videos of real things that they did. Yeah. They built. No, no. I saw a picture. They built a giant, like, welded watch face with, like, 
the indicator hands on it and then poured some freaking liquid metal in that shit and then recorded it and that's the watch face. What? Yeah. It's not like a like a render. They shot like flame into like a transparent thing and then filmed it so that they could make the flame happen. And then they they because they didn't want to do it digitally and they made sure that they were shaped in such a way that they matched the rounded corners of the watch face. What? I thought it was all rendered. Nope. It's a that's just a, that I mean they rendered they they tweak it so that that does what it's supposed to do and blah 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 blah. But yeah, no, that's that's practical effects. I love it. That's like the most Apple. That's like when they're like, there are new Mac as a new startup chime. An orchestra in London spent six <laughs> years developing this chime. The only Apple does that stuff. Uh, they it. also uh, got rid of the stupid red dot on the LTE version. Now it's just a red ring. Yeah. That's, yeah. I don't know. Uh, in terms of like things that impressed me, the watch impressed me. In terms of things that made me mad that I bought the previous version last year. Yeah. I'm mad I bought a Series 3. I wish I had hung on, hung on to my OG watch just a little bit longer because this thing is great. If you have a Series 3, I don't think it's worth $400 to upgrade. But if you've got anything older and you kind of like it, this thing is great. I think it's important to note that the watch bands fit the entire line. Yeah, which is crazy because like it's like they're different sizes. Yeah. But they got it to – I mean, the small one fits the small one. The big one fits the big one, right? Yeah. But, yeah, I actually I, – I tested it out. I they, they didn't want me to do it, and I kind of – And, yeah, they fit. They The curves match, and it's fine. I mean, this is the one I'm going to buy. I've, I've never bought a previous Apple Watch. I've never wanted one. This is probably the one I buy. I fall down a lot, you know? The battery life on my <laughs> Series 3 is great. Like, it's two days. Yeah. Which is why I wish they just let me leave the screen on make it one day, but whatever. Okay, then there's other stuff. So a HomePod got updated. I don't even remember what the HomePod. All I know they is multiple They added multiple alarms. timers to the HomePod. Yeah. And stereo pairs. Well, that well was they old. already had stereo yeah. pairs and AirPods, too. So we started with the, Tim Cook came back on stage and was like, there's some other stuff I want to talk to you about. And we all thought this was leading up to AirPods. Yes. And so he's like, first the HomePod. We've added, you know, the HomePod's great. And everyone was like, yes, we remember the HomePod. Yeah. Lyric search, murmur. phone calls, multiple timers. And uh, Siri, Siri shortcuts. And Siri, Siri shortcuts. shortcuts. Yeah. Which is looks like there's going to be their version of Alexa skills. No, it's way better and way more interesting than that. Yeah, skills are like little cloud apps for Alexa. Siri shortcuts are like... A big deal. It's um, workflow. And it, it's also suggested... Like, I've got the beta. Uh, I need to write about it. Mm -hmm. um, it is more intelligent at guessing what you might want to do than I gave it credit for when I was comparing it to Google Slices. Yeah. Um, and it is... It's like... The way it sort of integrates into Siri is kind of smart. You basically, you set up a workflow and then you like say, tell Siri this is my keyword for it and then it just does that workflow. Or, is or app developers like, hey, I see you do this thing all the time. Push this button and then we'll add it to Siri and it creates a workflow. But how does that translate to the HomePod? Because you, you say if, your phone, if your phone is on the same Wi-Fi network, then the HomePod mm. will do whatever it can on its own, and then it will tr tell your phone to do the rest of it. So workflow which is, is like a whole thing that it, it still assumes you have a phone, still yeah. has to be in the same okay. network, blah, 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 blah. But if you set up a crazy, complicated thing, text my wife and order sushi and uh, order a red wine to be delivered and turn on the TV and tell the something, something to play, you know, romantic comedy and then you and can convert this you can just uh, like to markdown yeah you save all that in in the siri shortcuts app and you just mm -hmm. you know say hey google it's date night and then or not hey google because you wouldn't say that you'd say hey siri <laughs> you say siri it's date night and then you could say that to either the home pod or your phone and if you say it to the home pod then it will tell your phone to do those things 
Hmm. And shortcuts is powerful enough. Okay, sorry, I can so, keep going. So the you know the leaks happened this morning because yeah. people were digging through Apple's XML files on the website. Yeah, shortcuts is powerful enough that I believe it was Steve Trouton Smith set up a Siri shortcuts workflow to just do the URL scraping for him. Yeah, like you can you could, he could he was able to iterate on like the numbers and the URLs with shortcuts. Yeah. I think it was him, or he might have retweeted it. Like I saw someone running like an actual web page in a in a shortcut notification on an iPhone. That's yeah. Why. So <laughs> when you take a, a Siri shortcut and you say, "Put this thing on my home screen," because you want to have a home screen button instead of saying, "Hey Siri," what the freaking thing does is it creates a sim link to the Siri shortcut, no. and it, the only way it can add it to your home screen is by loading up a Safari view. With the sim link with an add to home screen button. Really? So it loads in, in Safari and then it uses, it's, it's basically a tiny little web link that, yeah. Also, this stuff gets synced across devices, like directly, fully end to end encryption. So if you set up a big, long, crazy shortcut that has like some kind of like personal information in it, Apple never gets to see it because it, it gets, you know, synced in the same end to end sort of encrypted system that your iMessages do or your other Apple data does. No way. Yeah. I think this is like one of the weirdest products that they have put out in some time. Well, right? I mean, they just bought Workflow. Yeah, but like they did it. Right. But they what, didn't kill it. Think what they get out of this. They get, to, they get to have me stop complaining that iOS isn't a full desktop computer system, that you can't do stuff on it, right? Everybody that's like, iOS, you can't do stuff. I still think there's a lot of merit to that argument. I still think the file system metaphors in iOS are real bad, but- Anytime anybody says, oh, well, iOS is limited, every single Apple fan on the planet can be like, yeah, but what about shortcuts? And you just, you're like, yes, <laughs> fine. Yeah. That's what they get. That's incredible. Other How do we stuff? go from Apple Watch to shortcuts? We just did. Okay. That's where we belong. Yeah. Let's be honest. Mojave's coming out. Yeah. We knew that. iOS 12 is coming out on Monday. Mm-hmm. That's great. Uh, TVS 12, TVOS 12. Yeah. Coming out with Atmos. Monday. Watch OS 5 later yeah. sometime. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Yeah. And then, oh no, EKG for watch is coming out later, but the other stuff's coming out with Watch OS 5. Yeah. I mean, all in all, uh, like we, as we started the broadcast with, like a pretty dull event. Hmm. Right? Like the phones are interesting. The 10R is, I talk about it all day. The camera stuff, I could talk about it all day. But really, the question is like, is this going to break through? for regular people the way that the 10 broke through, right? And it's like, you know what's here? Like, the notch is here. Yeah. And you know how they're solving the problem with the notch? They're making the screens really big, so you're looking farther away from the notch when you look in the <laughs> middle of the screen. They're just doing some rectangle math on you. The design is so similar, right? Like It's what iPhones look like now. It, this is what iPhones look like now. And, the, you know, the watch is great, and people are going to buy watches for the holidays, and that's what they do. At this event, I saw more sort of, like, journalists that we know just kind of hanging out than I've ever seen before. There's I, a lot of hanging. I spent some time just hanging with John Gruber. I spent some time hanging with David Pierce. Yeah. Like, spent some time hanging with Joanna. But, like, so the, the counter argument is journalists are always meh about S-year phones, and then the, the public buys them in droves even more than the, the originals because they wait for the faster processor, they wait for the better camera, they wait for, like, whatever bugs there might be in the new design or whatever to work out. That the S-model phones tend to do as well, if not better, than the full update phones. Yeah. I I feel like this time around, I don't know if that'll be the case. But, like, you can't buy an iPhone 10. Yeah. So, 
it'll do better. <laughs> I I have a hunch that the ten either the ten R is going to be the 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 hot phone. People were waiting for a the cheap iPhone model, but new to be cool, right? Like the iPhone ten is the cheap model. Or Apple's going to sell a lot of thousand dollar phones, and I'm sure Apple wouldn't be sad about that. So I was right. on CNBC today after the event, talk about the phones, and the other person on with me. Was an analyst. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's been a long day. I've forgotten this poor analyst's name. He sounded smart. Yeah. But he's like, look, well, here's what's going to happen. Stock price, I'm, I'm rating Apple a buy. He said a bunch of analyst stuff. He's like, look, the average selling price of the iPhone is going to go up. Like, everyone's underestimating the fact that uh, iPhones used to start $700. Now the good one is $750. And they're going to sell everybody on, on these $1,000 phones. Yep. And he's like, the, a, the ASP of the iPhone is going to go up. Yeah. And that's like, that's what the sort of like stock price people are saying. Yeah. Uh, and what we're saying is, oh, you should buy a 10R. It's fine. And we're just like not contending with the fact that it's a seven hundred and fifty dollars phone. Yeah. Right. There is not the five hundred dollar one plus in Apple's range mm-hmm. unless you go buy an iPhone seven. And that's just where they are. And I think they're very happy to be. There. Yeah. I mean, seven fifty is expensive for a phone. Yeah. So I mean, look again. I can buy a I, car for that. <laughs> you could, actually, you could. I'm gonna find. There's like lots of like Jalopnik articles about like what bought a car to buy for a thousand dollars. I'm gonna sh- look. If you here's what I want you to do. I want you to open the Twitter app in your phone. If you're driving a your car, just pull over no, to the side know. right now. They know, Neela. Type at Future Paul and then just the name of a car. I don't want any other words. I just want the, the name, name of, a of a car, and then Paul will buy that car. <laughs> 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 if you're selling a car, you can send him your Craigslist ad, mm. but mm. only if you're selling your car on Craigslist. Paul, can we make a deal? Mm-hmm. I bought the um, the comma.ai Honda oh, Civic kit because I have like the Civic that 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 he has, like the exact model and year. Yeah. And maybe even the same like options. So I was like, all right, we should do this. I should install this in my car, turn it into a death trap, make a video out of it. If I install this thing in my Honda Civic and I like kind of break it a little bit, would you be willing to buy it at a discount? I'll give you a really good deal on it. After you crash your, well, I'm not gonna Civic. crash it. If I crash it, I crash it. But like, if it's, it's well, a... you just give me your comma AI because you're distrustful of GeoHot, even though you should trust him with everything. <laughs> GeoHot, by the way, stepping down as the CEO of Comma AI. Oh well, now I don't trust him. Now at he's all. A, like wow. the chief visionary, and they're yeah. hiring a real CEO. Okay. Look, see, I'm on. I read the verge today. I, I, just, I know what I happened. I listened to a otherwise. podcast with GeoHot where he was like, "Don't buy it." Yeah. All right. I think that's it. That's enough. That's enough. Yeah. Uh, I will say this. Yeah. The the rumors are is that there's another Apple event coming later this fall. And we're going to be spending every single Verge cast between now and then discussing the possibility that the iPhone will switch to USB-C. Yes. Uh, the iPhone XR is not coming out for another few weeks. Yep. So there's just another cycle with XR stuff happening for real. Yep. So there's a get ready. And there's the... A Pixel event coming yeah. in October. There's a Microsoft event. There's a it's event season. Yeah. We're in it now. Yeah, summer's over. No more talking about social apps and democracy. <laughs> well, we're going to talk <laughs> about that too. But like, some good news is coming. I will, during this event when Apple was like, the iPhone changed the world. You know, now it's changed how you get cars and look at maps and take photos. And I want to be like, Facebook. You, do you want to take some shots at Facebook? Yeah. And they didn't on stage. But then when you went and looked at every single iPhone on display, both the Facebook app and the Instagram app were screen timed out. Wow. So you'd try to open Instagram on these things and it would say, you've reached your time limit. That is incredible. It was the subtlest shade of the entire event and I loved it the most. That's so good. It was really good. Wow. Wait, 
Wait, I just remembered one more thing. Sorry, I know we're trying to wrap up. They, they, the, the dongle's out of the box. Yeah, no oh, headphone yeah. dongle in the box, 5-watt charger. 5-watt charger, come on! I asked about the headphone dongle, and I was like, so many people have tweeted me with the headphone dongle, and they just looked at me and said, I wonder why, Neelai. And that was the end of that conversation. <laughs> wow. The 5-watt charger is... Like, like, you're the bad guy. <laughs> the 5-watt charger is unconscionable. Look, my personal brand is every time the richest corporation in the world makes you think about headphone dongles, you think of me as well. <laughs> just whispering the How word How expensive justice. is the iPhone XS Max with 512 storage? And a dongle. <laughs> yeah, don't forget the $10 dongle. No, I, just, I think it's like it's like fourteen fifty or something like that. Let me look. Like, pre-order. I can't pre-order yet, so I don't know. View pricing. Here we go. All right, 512 mm. $1,449. Wow. For $1,449, you can get a phone that comes with a charger that will fully charge it in approximately 12 hours. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? They say people love it because it's, it's the small. biggest battery ever. Uh, yeah. Okay. Here's some stuff I got to plug. Home of the Future is wrapped up. Yeah. Go watch Grant, last episode. Mm hmm. Go watch that. It's great. It's on the YouTube channel. Don't watch the uh, the segment where he throws down the uh, paper printed out uh, directions. It's pretty good. Just don't 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 look at what the directions are there. Speaking of social apps and democracy, it's still happening. It mm -hmm. hasn't stopped happening. Mm -hmm. There's a big Google video leak today. It's got the the conservatives I all riled up. Doing this Apple event. Casey wrote it up. You should go read that. You go to theverge.com/slash/interface. Sign up for his newsletter. Follow the interface. Speaking of Casey, you can also listen to all of season one of Converge right now on Apple Podcasts and season three of Why Just Press That Button in production right now. What? Uh, Caitlin Tiffany back in the building. Hey. But go listen to seasons one and two. That's great. Tell mm -hmm. your friends about it so when season three comes out shortly, they're all amped up for it. Fired up. Yeah. Uh, then you can listen to Recode Decode with Kara. By the way, Kara has a new show coming out in the fall. Ooh. It's going to be a thing. Uh, you can listen to Recode Media with Peter Kafka. Mm -hmm. They're all wonderful. Go do those things. Rate and review us. It'd be great. Follow us everywhere. Let us know what you want to know about the iPhones. It's very helpful to Or the me. Apple Watch. Or the Apple Watch. It's very helpful to us as we start doing the rest of our coverage. So tweet us. Tweet your questions at us. We'll try to get some answers for you. That's it. I'm Reckless. Paul is Future Paul on Twitter. Dieter's Backlon. It's Vergecast. Rock and roll. Paul. Promo code. This episode of the Vergecast brought to you by Audi e-tron. Despite all of its technology, there's a lot that the all-new Audi e-tron doesn't offer. For example, it has no tailpipe admissions and no need to fill up at the gas station. You just plug it in home. The Quattro all-wheel drive system offers no reason not to tackle roads in almost any weather. And the long-range capabilities and high-speed charging, e-tron is a new way to think about electric mobility, which makes sense. It's the first fully electric vehicle from Audi. E-tron was built to defy the elements and upend the conventional wisdom, so in truth, it's not lacking anything. A twist that you did not see coming. After all, it isn't just an electric car, it's an electric Audi. E-tron is here, and the future is electric. Visit audi.com slash e-tron to learn more and stay informed.